0: Hallelujah. The 9 a.m. used to be my crunk crowd. Y'all used to get crunk. Now it's not. Now it's the 1045. We got to We got to wake y'all back up. Let's get into the word of God. James chapter 5 verse 13. You guys ready? All right. Treat me good. Now it's my first time back. I've been inconsistent. So I'm, I'm trying to fill myself out. Let's go here. Verse 13. It is. It says this. Are any of you suffering hardships? You should pray. We can go home right there. That's a word right there. All right, here it is. Are any of you happy? You should sing praises. Are any of you sick? And and so James is going to build this out more. He's going to hang on this idea of sickness. You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer, here it is, offered in faith will heal the sick. Are any of you sick? You should come to church. A lot of nations would first and governments would first point people to the church, not away from the assembly, but go to church. We, we can't we, we can't medicate you enough. Go to God. We, we don't have the resource. We can't keep printing money. We can't keep creating medications and stuff. Go to the church first. This is the brother of Jesus Christ. So so I think he got his ideas from Jesus himself, right? Jesus would have said, James, whenever you become a pastor of the early church, tell the people to come to church first for their healing in the prayer of faith. The, the reason why a lot of people don't come to church for their healing is because there's no faith in the church anymore. So when there is faith, God moves. I'm already on point five. Let me keep going here. Y'all all right. I'm back. Y'all good. All yeah. right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I feel faith in this room. This is going to be a good nine o'clock, and I got to hurry up because y'all got me excited. And the day only gets better. So it's, it's all right. Let's get back into it. Such a prayer offered in faith. Someone say, faith, faith will heal the sick. I don't care what disease it is. If it's offered in faith, it will heal the sick. I don't. Come on, put your hands together for that. I don't care what it is. We're going to get into it. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. And it says, and the Lord will make you well. And it says this, if you have committed any sins, you will be forgiven. Verse 16, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. All right, so some sickness enters through sin. This is what James is saying. Some sickness, some some weakness, some illnesses in your life enters through sin. Okay, and so he's saying confess those things so God can heal them. And it says this here, the earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Verse 17, Elijah was as human as we are, and yet when he prayed earnestly that no rain would fall, none felt for three and a half years. James is saying Elijah, an Old Testament prophet, was a a normal person just like you, and he prayed that it wouldn't rain for three and a half years and not a drop hit the earth. And it says this here, then, someone say then, when he prayed again, the sky sent down rain, and the earth began to yield its crops. So, so we, we see that James, James elaborates on this idea of, of being sick. And so a lot of notes for you to take today. We are a note-taking church, so let's go ahead and get ready. Uh, the word sick in the Greek is asthenio. Asthenio, I'll spell that out for you. A-S-T-H-E-N-E-O. A-S-T-H-E-N-E-O. And it means to be weak. Or to be without strength? So James says back in back in verse uh, 13 or 14, he says, are any of you weak or without strength? And, and there are different forms of sickness. Okay, let's go ahead and write these down there. Pop up on the board. There's different forms of sickness because I don't want us to just think that illness is cancer or illness is just viral. Right? There are different forms. Number one is physical. Someone say physical. It's when the body lacks strength. Or it's when your body is compromised. All right, the next one we're going to zip through these is mental illness or mental sickness. It's when the mind lacks strength. When the mind lacks strength. And then emotional sickness. Th- th- this one really rocked me. I had to simplify it because you, you do all this research and you just got to make it simple. Emotional sickness is when your feelings waver due to your circumstances. And, and so one day, be- because things are going great, you're happy. But the ne- in the very next day, be- because things aren't going great, you're sad and it's wavering. That's emotional sickness. There's no stability there, right? That's, that's an emotional weakness. And then spiritual. Someone say Spiritual. Spiritual sickness is a here it is. This is so important. Is a lack of inner calm and strength. There's a spiritual sickness, a lack of inner calm. So so James is saying, Are you sick? Do you like physical strength? Do you like mental strength? Um, 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 are you emotionally sick? Are you emotionally weak or ill? Are you going back and forth based upon life? You know, one week you're good because the finances are in the next week. You're, you're not so good because the finances are low. There, there's an he's saying, are you spiritually sick? Is there no inner peace? Is there no inner calm? Are any of you sick Are any of you sick? And then there are different manifestations of sickness, different manifestations, all of which didn't exist in the garden before the fall. None of these things were an issue before Adam and Eve fell, but here, here it is. If you're right, notes, some some physical manifestations of sickness, cancer, viral, fractures, so, so, so broken, sprains, strains, tears, cancers, viruses, physical sickness, mental sickness, depression, fog, addiction, so so the, he's saying, are any of you foggy? Are any of you depressed? Are any of you addicted? He's saying, do any of you have any secret sins? Because, when you, when, because of the stress and, 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 the, and the pressures of life, you go home and you medicate yourself. Now it's become an addiction that no one knows about. Are any of you addicted? Emotional manifestation. You're anxious. You're fearful. You're sad. All the time. You, you just can't seem to to lift your head. There's just always a general just <sighs> I'ma just go to work just another day. That's sickness. That's sickness. He's saying, are you consistently sad? Do you do you fake a smile? Do you do you just, okay? I'm going I'm going in church. Mm. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Your presence <laughs> is heaven to. Are, are, you, are you sick is, is what James is saying. Uh, 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 spiritual, there's no peace, no joy. A manifestation is when, when someone feels far from God, like God has abandoned them. That's spiritual illness. James is saying, are you these things? And, and there are many ways that we become sick, various ways. Uh, we contract uh, uh, sicknesses from, from others. We, uh, um, um, sometimes it happens by accident. Some of our sickness is the result of poor relationships, unhealthy relationships, friendships, marriages, people we're dating. Sickness will introduce itself. Um, um, Sometimes we're victims of people's wrongdoing. James is saying, are you are you a victim? Are you in a bad relationship right now? And and so but the good news is that God has a number of ways to, to heal you. That's the good news. God, God, wants you to be to be healthy. God wants you to be to be whole. So when James mentions the word health in the Greek pastor child, the word is this. The word health mean the word healing means whole or sound. Sound. God wants you to be whole in your spirit. Whole in your emotions. God, God wants you to be whole physically. God wants you to be whole, sound, strengthened mentally. It's not God's will for you to walk around with a ball and chain all the time. No matter what's going on in the world, it's not God's will for you to for you to be drawn into and sucked into society's norms. Most people are depressed. That's not God's will for your life. That's not God's plan for your life. Most people right now in this season are fearful for no reason. Especially if you know Jesus, because uh-huh. if you die, you go to heaven. That's right. S- so we're just we're fi- I don't want to die. I don't I don't want to I don't want to die. Hey, hey, listen, if you die and you believe in Jesus, you go to a better place anyway. Uh, y'all see, I'll go back on vacation. I'll go back on vacation. That kind of talk is conspiracy theory talk right now. There is no heaven. Oh, yes, it is. So, so many people are fearful for, for no reason. Many people have paused their dreams for no reason. Many people have suffocated their ambitions and, and their passion for no reason. Waiting on the world and the media to tell them when it's okay to dream again. For no reason. He's saying, are you fearful? Well, I don't want you to be. I want you to be whole. I want you to move forward. I want you to move on. I want you to live your life. And God has ways that he heals, that he heals us. And so so what we're going to do is we're going to go back verse for verse. James gives us five ways that God heals. There are five ways here, not exhaustive, but in this text that God heals. And then I'll give you a sixth blessing or promise at the end. You ready? Number one, God heals, number one, here it is, when spiritual leaders pray over you. God heals when spiritual leaders pray over you. James said this in verse 14. He says, are any of you sick? (laughs) You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick and the Lord will make you well. And if you've committed any sins, you will be forgiven. One way that God heals is when church leaders pray over you. Do we see it in the text? Am I making this up? It's what the brother of Jesus said. Here it is. It says this here in Matthew 10, verse 1. Jesus called his 12 disciples together. Here it is. This is so important. Catch this. And gave them authority. Someone say authority. Authority. To cast out evil spirits. Watch this. And to heal every. Someone say every. 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 Kind of disease and illness. So, so these disciples, which were students of Christ, became leaders, pastors, apostles, prophets, evangelists of the early church. And Jesus never removed their authority. The word authority here it is means to give rank or command over your sickness. So James says, are you sick? Then then a follow up question should be, when is the last time a pastor or church leader prayed over you? Because they've been given the authority, the rank, the command over the things that you struggle with. So, 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 so he's given and that's such a powerful thing. Oh, my God. Let me tell you something. You need a leader that has faith out of this world. You need a leader. What's going on with you? Well, pastor, don't get too close to me now. No, come on here. Come on. We go, we go, we go pray about this thing. I'm going to lay my hand on this thing. <laughs> get, I don't want you to get sick. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm okay. We're going to pray about this thing. I was, I was in um, Florida recently visiting a loved one and, um, and, and, and we, we went and uh, uh, he was introducing me to his friend's and uh in this neighborhood and one of his friends was was getting her mom out of the car to walk her to her to her apartment and and uh you know she was like oh cuz from New Jersey cuz from I guess it's an inside joke between the guy I was visiting and this woman and and he's like oh little cuz from she was like little cousin from New Jersey talking about me I'm like I don't know you but I'll be your little cousin from New Jersey and um cool and and, and 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 this person went on to say he's a he's a pastor he's a pastor you know because he's proud of me he's like, he's a pastor y'all he's a pastor And I, oh my god baby you're a pastor you're so young you're a pastor oh my god and, and and so she went in she started saying that the daughter of the mother she started she said can you please pray for my husband William he, he he's sick he got stage three cancer and, and she started crying and so at this moment uh the rest of the rest of his friends came out from other buildings, and I mean, these are elderly folk, right? So it's 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 they got on masks and everything. She started crying, and she, can you just pray for him? I said, Yeah, sure, I'll pray for him. But we're gonna pray for him right now. Right now, we're gonna hold hands, and we're gonna pray for him right now. And you you saw it, boy. Because you, saw... you know what's on our minds. It's the number one thing on our minds for no reason. I said, we go hold hands and we go pray for Brother William and God's going to turn this thing around before the end of the month. And, and, and come on, come on, come on. God's going to turn this thing around, Brother William. And we start praying and, and man, there was, you could sense in that circle just there was a release of of Courage. Because no one's came to that neighborhood and prayed for them in over a year and a half, two years. Because of, (coughs) stay away from it. No, 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 no. We're going to, are any of you sick? (laughs) Everyone in this church should be clapping. Everyone Mm -hmm. on that screen should be clapping. And that's the problem right there. There is no faith. And where there is no faith, God cannot move. Read your text. Read your text. Jesus was in a city. Matter of fact, the city he was from, Nazareth, the Bible says that they had no faith. So Jesus could do few miracles. Few miracles. And if you go to Jerusalem right now, visit Israel right now, as you enter into Capernaum, a place where he wasn't even from, they have a banner on top of, of the, the, one of the, the entrances of the cities. It says uh, Capernaum, the home of Christ. He wasn't even from there because he went to Capernaum and it said that the city was full of faith and he healed everybody in the city. Come to the church. And, and so the oil James talks about represents, if you're taking notes, the spirit of God, the oil. He, he says, anointing you with oil, putting oil. We don't do oil all the time. We don't want you to leave here too greasy. But we will lay a hand on you. And the hand, the hand represents a tangible presence of God. So the oil represents the spirit of God. The hand represents the tangible presence of God on you. And guess what? All of that, while it sounds crazy, watch this. And I know it does. What does oil have to do? And why are you touching me? All of it is an act of faith because faith just can't be theoretical. God, God has to see you do something crazy from time to time to just make no sense. And, and, and that's when he, when he moves. I love this testimony. Yes, it is, Sam. And it is real, and it's what the church needs to get back to doing. Says this here: um, someone, a praise report earlier this July, someone wrote to the church. Since Pastor Joshua and Kyra, my lovely wife, she said this here: since Pastor Joshua and Kyra laid hands and prayed over me at the end of May, I have experienced discernment, which led me to fast and approach healing my kidney issue, which doctors have treated. With no lasting healing for six months. So, so sometimes when we pray for you, it's not that we're going to heal your kidney. Sometimes it's you get the wisdom to, to, to pursue the situation. And she says this here. I found several job opportunities. Thank you, Highlight, for a lot of your prayers for a couple of years. And, and you can't just pray about it once. You, you got to press in. And, and it's, she said this here. I, I was called to fast and implement a holistic approach targeting the kidneys. In three days, I've been all clear. Wow. Put your hands together for that. One. But that's that's coming to your spiritual leaders and saying, this is what I'm I'm depressed. I'm, I'm sad. I'm I'm sick. I, I just got a cancer diagnosis. Can you pray for me? Can you because according to God's word, He's given you the authority to heal me. And I'm gonna stand on His word. Not what the news says, not what my doctor says, not what my auntie says, not what my daddy says, not what my mom says. But I'm going to stand on the word of God. I'm gonna come on, put your I'm gonna stand. Can you pray for me? Because of what God's word says. It is too much darkness out there right now, and we're listening to the wrong voices. And the enemy knows what he's doing. It's essential that you seek prayers, support, and accountability from your spiritual leaders. It's where your healing is going to begin. Number two, God God heals. Here it is. Number two, when believers pray for you, when believers pray for you. And it says this here, James five sixteen a So the first sentence, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Someone say healed. healed. Yeah, 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 yeah. So 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 here it is. God won't heal what you don't reveal. Not that he can't. He won't. God won't heal what you don't reveal. And, and, and it, it's the first step in your journey towards wholeness. And all of those forms of sickness, be it be it addiction, be it sadness, be it a fracture, be it what cancer, viral, God won't heal what you don't share with somebody else. And, and so you can go to God and say, I am, um, Lord, I, I did this sin, I committed this sin, I repent, forgive me. You're going to be forgiven. Heaven is going to erase it. That's how much God loves you. But healing is a context for it. Right. And so when you go to people, that's also a step of faith, because what do you got to do? You got You got to get humble. You got to walk in humility. You got to do something you're uncomfortable with. And whenever you read the Gospels, Jesus is always telling people to do uncomfortable things in order to get their healing, because it it exemplified that they had faith and trust in him. So you got to get some believers around you and say, I'm struggling with porn. I'm still sleeping around. I'm still drinking. I'm still cussing people out at work. I, I just got a cancer diagnosis. My kidneys are failing. I got heart failure, and you got to get some people around you and say, "This is my issue. Will you pray for me?" And acor- come on, and according to God's word, that soundness will begin to come. Jesus said this. He says, "I I also tell you this." Matthew eighteen. If two of you agree here on earth concerning anything. Someone say anything. Anything Anything you ask. My father in heaven will do. Someone say do. Do. Mm -hmm. Verse 20. For where two or three gather as my followers. I am there among them. There's a reason why this pastor will draw close to you when you're sick. Because I'm not alone. If you hawking and coughing and you contagious, there's a reason why I'm coming. Because I'm bringing Jesus with me. And there's a reason why you go to your groups and and you share about your life and you share about your struggle in marriage and you share about your finances and and you share about your trials and your tribulations and, and you get the group to pray for you. There's a reason why when you leave your light group, you feel better. You feel strengthened. You feel happy. You feel joyful. It's because the word of God is in effect. God heals when believers pray for you. It's his method. God, And a lot of people, I'm, I'm sick. I'm sick. I pray and I'm pray to God. He ain't did nothing about it. That's not his only method. God is extremely practical. Mm. Number three, God heals. Here it is. When I pray with faith. Whew. Someone say faith. James says the prayer of faith will heal the sick. Faith. The word faith, if you're taking notes, means to be persuaded that God can do anything. It means to be persuaded that he can do anything. And I do want to encourage you, uh, faith isn't just something that uh, everyone possesses with like a a full grace. Faith is also a spiritual gift. And Paul says that you can ask for the gift of faith. You can ask for the ability to believe God for anything. And so, so I, I, I had to ask the Holy Spirit, calm me down a little bit today, because scriptures like these just mm, make me feel like I can walk on water. But if you don't have the gift of faith, a lot of people won't understand the, the vantage point I'm preaching from. You know what I mean? Like, I, I know God can do anything. I know God can eradicate anything, but I know that the problem is often a lack of faith in the world. So, 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 so I, I, what I'm praying for you is that you would go home and ask, Lord, give me the gift of persuasion. Like, allow me to be persuaded that you can do anything. He says he 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 heals when I pray with faith. I remember is at the end of two thousand eleven, and Jayziel was having a lot of seizures. I mean, a lot of them. So much so to the point in November one evening, um, he was he was just he was. We didn't know if he was dying or what, but he was just seizing and seizing and seizing. And so we took him to the doctor in December and they ran like a three or four day test on his brain to check out the activity. And then um, we were about to enter a season of 21 days of prayer and fasting every January. We've done it now for over a decade, uh, my wife and I. And so at the top of our list every day for 21 days, we, we didn't just pray, but we had the faith. To believe that God could completely heal him and we were going after God we were saying God heal his body and take him off of the medication because he doesn't need to be on the medication you can heal his body and so they did some more testing midway through January we came back at the end of the fast at the end of January That the doctor opened up his file he was in the room me and my wife were in the room he was there and she said we can't find any seizure activity she said we don't know what happened this is rare And she said, you can take him off of all the medication. And to this day, he is not taking one med for any of his seizures. He's completely seizure free. God heals when I pray with faith. We had faith. We were persuaded that not the doctor, not the nurse, but God could heal our child. And even if he didn't, we still praise him because he's just that good. It says this here. I I love this. This woman had this issue of blood for 12 years. She was bleeding profusely, slowly dying. The Bible says she wasted all of her money on the doctors and on the scientists and and she was she was all over the place her life was in was in shambles and and one day a crowd was gathering as Jesus was walking through the city and and she got on her knees and she got on her elbows and she crawled through the dust and the dirt and she said if I could just touch the hem the the hem of his garment if I could just touch that I know I don't even I don't need him to lay a hand on me I got enough faith I just got to touch that brother's dust uh, uh, a lint or something I just need to to touch something I just I just need to get to church. If I just get to church, I just need to get to group. I just need to serve. If I just get in the presence of God, I'll be healed. And the Bible says that Jesus perceived that, I love the King James, Jesus perceived that virtue. We don't use that word no more. Y'all need to up y'all dictionary use. I perceive that virtue has left me. That word in the Greek means power. Oh, oh my God, he was so powerful. Talk about the gift. That brother was walking through the crowd, just sliding. I mean, everyone touching him. They ain't getting nothing. Everyone coming to church ain't getting nothing. Because they have no faith. He all up in the church, all up between people. People still leaving sick. I mean, just healing literally in a body, working, working, healing, just walking. I'm, I'm, Jesus was walking, healing. And ain't nobody getting healed but this woman. This woman crawled. And, and, and she got that brother ankle. And, and, and he just sliding through no faith. No faith. No faith. Oh. Hold on. Somebody had faith. It was the woman with the issue of blood. How long have you had an issue? Now, do you have the faith to believe that God can heal it? He said, I perceive that virtue has left me. He stopped. He looked down and it says this in Mark 5, 34. He said to her daughter, your faith, someone says faith, Faith. has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. Oh, that's a whole word. Walking, healing. Healing. Jesus was walking, healing. And can I just let you know something? Jesus is walking by you every day. As soon as you wake up, Jesus is walking by your bed. As soon as you go to work, Jesus is walking by the door before you go in that thing. So you don't go in there stressed and depressed and nasty and stank. Jesus wants to heal your mind. Jesus wants to give you joy. Jesus wants to give you peace. Just walking, healing. And then he said this, when I pray with faith, uh, there's a group of lepers. Oh, Lord, let's talk about lepers. If we ever talked about social distancing, this was the group. At least six feet away. And if the wind was blowing, they had to be at least 120 feet away from the next person. This was the sad thing about Jesus's time. Lepers could not. Approach a priest or a spiritual leader. They had to be 10 feet away. There's this group of ten lepers approaching Jesus. Walking healing. Jesus didn't say, well, What y'all doing? Well, what y'all doing now? I don't want the leprosy. No, no. He he stepped right onto him. and they, they, you know, they did their thing, and he said, go to the priest. He didn't even touch him. Go to the priest, and the Bible says, as they were obeying what he said, as they were obeying by faith, the healing came. Sometimes, this is the thing. We, we're not just talking about viruses and cancer. We're talking about all types of, we, we did all the different types of sicknesses and a lot. So you see how James says sin, sin, sin introduces sickness. Well, obedience introduces healing. And so what, hold on. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I, this is too much. And so, and so as they were obeying God, they received their healing and one leper out of the 10 came back to tell him, thank you. And, and it says this here in Luke 17:19. Jesus said to the man, Stand up and go, because he had knelt down to worship him. Stand up and go. Your faith, someone say faith, faith, has healed you. God heals when I pray with faith. And this, I want you to go ahead and write this down. It won't pop up. I want you to develop, this is so important, develop the habit of going to God before going to the doctor. Don't get me wrong because you're going to walk out of here mad at me. You didn't hear what I said. You're going to think I said, don't go to the doctor. Develop the habit. I'm going to say this again to make it real clear because we real sensitive in this generation. Develop the habit of going to God before you go to the doctor. Before you go to the doctor to to hear about your status. Lord, I pray that you would touch my body, that, that you would heal me. Touch my mind. I'm going into counseling before you go to counseling. Father God, give me strength. Give me an open heart to hear what my counselor has to say. Lord, Lord, just help me. Before you go to your pastor, Father God, I know what your word says, but I'm going to pray with faith right now before I go to the church. I'm going to get my spirit right right now. Before you go to any of those agents of healing, go to God first. And then this this is an order because Jesus, every time he would heal a leper, especially, he would say, now go to the priests, go to the doctors to be reinstated into society. So there's an order to it in your life. You need to go to God first and then go to your doctor because at least if you get a bad report, you have the peace and the strength There's healing right there and the perspective that you need because you already talked to God about it. You're believing for that report to come back. Oh, there's nothing. We can't find anything. But you're also ready because you already prayed up. You understand me? Because a lot of times it won't come in the way that you want it to. But sometimes all you need is, is peace. You need inner calm. You need wisdom. You need answers. You don't always need that physical healing. Okay? Are we okay? Yeah. All right, all right, here it is. Number four, God heals when I pray with focus. Pray with focus. It says this in James 5, 16b, the earnest prayer. Someone say earnest. That means intense. Mm. Intentional. Over the past year, I'll be honest about this, but I ain't gonna be super deep. Over the past year, I've developed a habit of, of, of in my room or I, I just get alone. I'll get away in at least 10 to 15 minutes just praying earnestly, intentionally. And I always start. I want to give you the key because we're going to have a brand new series in January called Teach Us How to Pray. That's going to be our fasting series. It's going to be powerful. But you always start in your prayers with gratitude. Oh, my God, if you would pray nonstop for 10 minutes about the things you're grateful for. The kind of healing and strength and power that would come into your life. You got to be intense and intentional about it. Sometimes you got to You got to get there. Sometimes you got to get on your knees. You got to get on your knees and you got to Lord. I I thank you, Lord. I, I thank you for breath. I thank you, God, for life, Jesus. I thank you for salvation. Lord, I thank you for my home, even though I want a bigger one. I thank you for, you got to be honest with them now. I know, I know that's what y'all will be wanting. Lord, I thank you, Jesus. You, you got to be intentional about your prayers. You got to set aside daily time to get in the presence of God. You got you, you to be intentional about this stuff. <clears throat> you got to stop fighting your battles in your own strength. And then every every 21 days, Sam, you know what we do. We get our journals, we get our journals, we get our journals, and, and we're honest with God about everything we want. What do you want? What do you want God to do? What do you want God to do? I don't have time to read the verse, but there's a a story in the Gospels. Jesus, again, as he was walking, healing, just moving through another city. And this blind man cries out for, Lord, son of David, son of David, son of David. Who who is it? Who's coming by? It's Jesus. Jesus of Nazareth. Son of David. So they're trying to sush him up and shut him up. you loud. The the minister's ministering. He preaching. Now you loud. You can't mess. Son of David. And the Bible says all the more. He was earnest all the more. Son of David, please, son of David. Walking, healing, walking, healing, just walking on by. And he found son of David. Son of, who was who that? Shh, son of David. You can't let the devil shush you when you're trying to get your healing. Now, son of David. And people, oh, my God, and the media, oh, my God, they're trying to, and son of David, oh, son, oh, and he walked up to him. This is why you got to be real with God. The, to me, this is the greatest question Jesus ever asked a human being. What do you want me to do for you? Because he was earnest. He was earnest about it. He 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 didn't come. He didn't come and say, um, "Son of David." What do you want me to do for you? Well, uh, if you could just, if you got time to. Um, I really don't want to bother you. Well, I'm here now. I really didn't mean to interrupt your ministry uh, tour. No, you you go all in when you got God. And and so when you pray earnestly, you get heaven's undivided attention. When you're fasting for, we're going on a seven-day fast. During Highlight the City Week, we're fasting for seven days. You have heaven's undivided attention. Don't go soft on God. God ain't no cupcake. God ain't afraid of your prayers. You better be earnest and intentional and real. What do you want me to do in this COVID season where there is no faith? God wants to show up mighty in people's lives. Earnest. And, and this, oh man, I'm running out of time, but I got to share this one with you. Write this down. You can never ask God for too much, but you can ask Him for too little. You can never ask God for too much, but you can ask Him for too little. Pray. Number five, understand this that your integrity has an influence on heaven. Your integrity has an influence on heaven. It says this here again. It says, The earnest prayer of a righteous person. Someone say righteous. righteous. Yes. Has great power and produces wonderful results. Your integrity. When a person accepts Christ, God, what the Bible says, imputes righteousness on them. At that moment, you become right with God when you accept Christ. There's nothing more you can do. It's just what Jesus did on the cross for you. You become right with him. That's how much God loves you. And so when you accept Christ, you receive the Holy Spirit and he gives you the grace And I'm going to talk to you, Francie. He gives you the grace and the desire to please him. And and as you live a life that pleases him, that's what you call integrity. The word integrity means to be whole. You know, you know, the math term integer, whole number. Right. So like you're the same person in the public as you are behind closed doors. Right. And, And when you're integrous, here it is. God trusts you. And as you live to please God, you're not perfect. You're just, Lord, I want to treat people well. I want to honor you on the job. I want to be a better husband, a better wife. As you live to please God, what you're doing is you're building influence in heaven. And so, you know, some of y'all have great influence in, in society. So, so like when a friend or, or a family member need, needs a job or a good word, you know, when you have influence, all you have to do is send your word. Hey, hey, like, hey, hey, this, this person applied for the job. Go ahead and interview them. Mm -hmm. They're good for it. Your integrity does that in heaven. Mm -hmm. The earnest prayer of a righteous person. Right. So so Christ will save your soul. But there are certain things that he won't do until you start to live right. Your integrity. And so as you live right and as you live to please God, you just send the word to heaven for people. You send the word to heaven for yourself. And and heaven begins to move. And, And so essentially what I'm saying is your integrity is the foundation of of your power. I may be sick of my body, but I have my integrity. And I may be sick of my body, but I can pray for others to receive healing. Because I'm right with God. Yeah. Last thought. God wants to move in your life. God wants to move mightily in your life. He's not done moving. It says this here, Elijah was a human as we are, and yet when he prayed earnestly that no rain would fall, none felt for three and a half years. Then, someone say then, when he prayed again, the sky sent down rain and the earth began to yield its crops. God wants to move in your life. He loves you. He has a plan for your healing. He wants you to be whole. He has a future. Spiritual leaders pray over you. Believers pray for you. Pray with faith. Pray with focus. Live right. And and see don't. do, Do that for 10 years. Do that for 10 years. And not only will you be healthy, but you'll become an agent of healing for a lot of people. Come on, put your hands together. We receive the word of God today. All right. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise, Lord. We thank you for a word like this. We thank you for your power. We thank you for your strength, your faithfulness. We thank you, Lord, for the ways that you heal. Now, God, give us the the wisdom and the strength to apply these truths, these principles from heaven to our lives so that you would move like you've never moved before. There's anyone in here who does not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I just want to give you an opportunity. God loves you. He sent the son to die on a cross for you. There's no sin or dysfunction that can take you outside of the reach of his love. Or maybe you're a believer, but you, you haven't been walking with God. You've, you've, you've been back slitting. So we just want to welcome you back home. And what we're going to do is we're going to pray a prayer of salvation. And God is going to completely change your heart. He's going to change your life. With every head bowed, every eye closed, let's pray together. Father God, I believe that Jesus Christ is your son. I ask for your forgiveness. I accept your forgiveness. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for the sacrifice you made on the cross Father God, I thank you for raising Jesus from the dead so that I would have eternal life. Now I ask for the gift of your Holy Spirit and the strength and grace to follow you for the rest of my life. I am yours. Today I give you my life. Today I rededicate my life to you. I want to be whole. I want to be healthy. I want to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, church. Let's put our hands together loud. Come on.